Stop the thief! Robber! A couple of stones thumped me in the back. I enjoyed the angry bellows until my pursuers got close enough to hit me. The stones made me tuck my head down and run faster. The street narrowed ahead. I scrambled around the corner of a dingy, cracked-walled house, scattering poultry in a cackling wake, and found myself in a closed courtyard, high fences joining the three cottages that opened onto the court. The closest fence stood about twelve fingerspreads high, made of thin, weather-beaten slats nailed together with warped rails. I risked a leap to the top, balancing on my toes, and from there another leap to the tiled roof of a cottage, crouching down as the first of the chasers bounded into the courtyard. They stopped, confused to find the court empty, until those following behind ran smash into them. The hunt became a pushing, shoving crowd, everyone bellowing and nobody listening. I had to bury my mouth in the crook of my arm to smother my laughter. Then I raised my other palm and shimmered an image of myself disappearing over the fence on the opposite side of the courtyard. There! The blustering bully in the lemon-yellow smock howled, pointing in the direction of my shimmer. He's crawled up the cursed fence like a cursed fly! Around, you slow-footed slugs! Someone in back yelled as yellow smock scowled up at the fence. Would he actually climb? I hoped he'd try and bring the entire dilapidated rampart down. One of the warped iron-reinforced doors opened and a brawny woman appeared, a carving knife gripped in one of her mighty fists. You're trespassing, she snarled. Get! As quickly as they had gathered, the mob scattered again. The shouts faded away. The woman cast one last squint-eyed glare around the empty courtyard, then retreated inside and slammed the door. Whoomp! went the inside bolt. I patted my stomach, where I'd stuck Yellow Smock's money bag, the week's take from his so-called protection service. That might buy me a corner to sleep in, even if it turned out the local thieves' guild, which I'd been warned by some young orphans who lived at the docks was run by the harbor master, wouldn't let me join. Or maybe I ought to get something to eat first. I began the climb down, wobbling because my head felt light as if it was about to roll off my shoulders and float away. Nothing but stale rainwater stolen from people's barrels had passed my lips in nearly two days. No wonder Yellow Smock and his gaggle had almost caught me. Breathing deeply until I felt steady again, I reached the filthy ground. And then, contemplating hot cakes with butter, I eased out into the street. I stepped wide to avoid a foul mess in the street then heard a scrape behind me like boots against stone. A dark, heavy cloth flapped down over my head. I fought as hard as I could, but I had two unseen foes and both were stronger. I was thrown firmly to the ground. A knee thumped across my back and both my wrists were dragged behind me and tied. Then someone picked me up, leaving the cloth still swathed around me, and I began to kick. Murder, he's a scrapper. The words were in a tongue I'd never heard before, but as always, I got the sense of it right away. The speaker's voice was that of a young man, caustic and unfamiliar. Aren't we in enough trouble? Are you certain we have to do this? He was answered by a younger male voice, also completely unfamiliar, in that same language. I am bound by council rules. The caustic one muttered, with difficulty as I was struggling desperately. You might- Allow.
another mage this pleasure. A servant of Desondas, perhaps? Just then I got a foot free and kicked hard at empty air. Mages, I thought, distracted. These two were definitely not Yellow Smock's bloodlusting friends. The younger voice now addressed me, this time in Chalin. Look, you boy, we have no quarrel with you. Stop fighting. We won't hurt you. Naturally, I fought harder. My toes walloped something soft. Ugh, someone snorted, and down I thumped onto the ground again. This time, two heavy knees held me flat, and someone wound more cord around my feet and then around me in the sack, turning me into a kind of worm. It was getting chokingly hard to breathe, which forced me to give up, for the moment.